You're listening to The Author's Leverage, where it's all about your book and how to create a greater impact and a greater income with it. This podcast is for the author who knows there's more you can do with that book. Whether you're publishing your first one ever or you've written multiple bestsellers, the path to greatness begins by looking around and seeing that you are, at this moment, standing right in the middle of your own acre of diamonds. My friends, your book is a brand. I'm Parshel Tashi, creative entrepreneur and education design architect, and I'll be your guide diving into the minds of successful authors, renowned publishers, and industry experts to glean practical wisdom you can integrate into your book writing, launch, and marketing strategies today. You'll hear straight from the source how authors like you were able to publish their best work and build wildly profitable, successful businesses around it. Welcome aboard The Author's Leverage. Hey, and welcome to The Author's Leverage. You're tuning in to the place that I enjoy to be because I get to talk to amazing publishers, authors, um, thought leaders, um, those that are really spreading uh, their message, spreading what they know with others. And um, not only are they making an impact, but they're also producing income with it. And so we talk about a lot of ways that authors can leverage what they already have, which is amazing gold that they've laid out in a book. So, um, you know, it's true, publishing will create credibility, but the products and what you do with what you've created is what creates more of that impact and that change that we wanna see happen. So these are the conversations that we get to have on the Authors uh, authors Leverage. And I'm excited um, today that I am with the amazing Steph Garvin. Let me introduce him to you. Um, Steph Garvin is a thought leader. Um, he is someone who has really put a lot of effort and energy and soul into what it means to come from the heart as an author. So um, Steph Garvin thought their story was worthless until they discovered they'd been playing a role that wasn't theirs. When they became the author of their own story, Steph began to create a richer story. Steph empowers passionate voices to create their blueprint for abundance. Steph co-hosts the Sing Your Heart Song Summit and is the author of Heart Notes, an anthology of inspiring letters to matters of the heart. So join me in welcoming uh, to the Author's Leverage, Steph. Steph, thank you. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, Parshall. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm excited that you're here. This is uh, incredible. So tell us, like, give us the, the rundown. What are you, uh, tell us a little bit of how you got to this uh, place and what you're doing in your career and, um, and, and what you're up to right now. Sure. So the pretty much everything I do from the Heart Notes Anthology to the Sing Your Heart Song Summit to my podcast, Heroes of the Heart, you know, it's all about uh, the heart. <laughs> and what brought me to that was being in an environment, and I was a corporate accountant, crunching numbers day and night and all that type of thing. And, you know, we're doing some good work, but but I discovered sadly that my heart wasn't in it and that I really had to figure out, you know, how do I keep forcing myself to, to show up Monday morning and, and get the work done and work the 10, 12 hour days and all that kind of thing when my heart wasn't in it. I really, and I, to be honest, I wasn't very much in tune with my heart either. I was what I oftentimes refer to myself as being a, a walking brain. Um, mm. You know, it's like, you know, can I come up with the answer? If I can't come up with the answer, can I find the answer and, and so forth? Rather than looking at, you know, what's going on inside, what is my heart singing or is it um, silent or suppressed? 
and my work really is about helping people to figure out, you know, what is our heart song? What makes their heart sing? And how do they express it in a way that not only is healing and, and empowering for them as the, the passionate voice that they are, but also how do they do it in a way that, that really makes the world sing along with them? You know, where, where it is, what's the place, the environment where they feel that they're greatest ability where they feel like they are heard and seen and vice versa that they really hear and see their audience that when we find that that synergy that things just work so much better mm -hmm. what do you think is that the bigger ripple effect of that well a couple of things one you know when we really share from the heart we create a, a stronger connection than if we're just imparting information right i mean you can it's the difference between reading a textbook and reading someone's story. You know, the textbook can have all kinds of great information about in it, but there's not really much connection to it, and especially not to the author, right? Like the, yeah. the textbook could be written by, you know, anybody. And as long as they know their information, great, you know, just impart the information. But we as human beings really want to be connected, that we want to have relationships with people. And so when people share who they are, share, you know, why are you telling me this? Why are you focusing on this area? What's important to you? What makes you tick? And mm -hmm. what's your story? Then it just makes it so much more engaging. And instead of being this boring textbook that you've got to labor through, that it becomes something that's so much more than that. Mm. And so the, when, when people come to partner with you, work with you in some way, what are they typically dealing with? Like, how do they know that this is, you know, may, maybe they think that they are speaking from the heart, but they really are not, right? Because our brain can really trick us into a lot of things. And, you know, uh, like how, how would someone know that this is, this is something that is worth exploring? That's a really good question. Um, so how do people know whether they're speaking from the heart or not? First of all, yeah. the only person who can really judge that and is the person themselves. You know, I can tell you whether what you're sharing with me is speaking to my heart or not, but I, I can't tell you that, you know, well, you're speaking from the heart or, or not. You know, just because you're not able to convey that to me doesn't mean that it's not resonating within you. Mm -hmm. In fact, one of the experiences that I had just within the last six, eight months was that I've been really involved with Toastmasters for seven years and founded my own club. I had been the president of, the, of that club, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'd speaking quite frequently, but one of the, the pieces of feedback that I got was, you know, you're just kind of flat and you're not really connecting, you're not expressing yourself dynamically. That doesn't mean that I wasn't feeling things. What doesn't mean that uh -huh. I wasn't uh -huh. dealing with the emotions and, you know, and what didn't mean that my heart wasn't connected to it. It just meant that I was not able to convey it to my audience in a way that reflected that. And mm. part of that was just fear of, of letting people in. You know, I, I was afraid of pe people seeing, you know, that, that there are times that I get angry, you know, surprise, surprise, that, you <laughs> know, that there are things that I'm, I'm passionate about. And I really had a, a, the coach that I was working with does work to to help speakers to express themselves physically, right? You know, be able to to use gestures, to use yeah. facial expressions, et cetera. 
and the way that she did that was to to reconnect our our minds and our bodies and our hearts right that that just as i had, when i was in corporate accounting i was operating primarily for my mind for my brain what i knew and, and was not really connecting with my heart mm -hmm. uh, you know there, there is also the dimension of there's the heart, the mind, and then there's the body as well. Is the body is expressing what you want to be expressing? Are you doing the things that you want to be doing? So that to go back to your original question, you know, how do you does someone know whether they're speaking from the heart or not? Is it's twofold. One, is it something that that really resonates with you? Do you enjoy what you're doing? Are you passionate about what you're doing? Are you enthused and and eager to to keep doing what you're doing or does it feel like oh my gosh i can't wait for friday to show up or however that looks you know i can't wait for the next vacation to to get away from it all or am i enthused and excited to be doing what i'm doing and, and i you know i want to keep doing it so there's that part of it but there's also the other part of does your audience know that you're passionate about it does your audience know that you're connected mm -hmm. and, and and really feel what not just that you know your subject, but that you feel and charged by your subject, that, that it's something that that is that matters to you. Mm. Mm. And, you know, and, and just like an author, I mean, an author is someone who who is able to, through written word, express themselves. But that relationship of the, of the author and the audience is a relationship and there are two sides to that relationship there's the the author's side of it and there's the audience side of it and there's that bridge between them you know how do you connect that and how do you um shorten the distance between you as the author and your audience on the other side so that you feel like you're on the same journey together and that you know i'm speaking to a real person here not just some you know cobbled together expression in in words mm. Hmm. That's that's extremely powerful. And I think, you know, the answer is in what you had um, said a little bit earlier. And that's in the form of, like you said, letting people in, you know, you you as the as the author, it's 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 a theme like we have to give. I should say we have to give, but it's just like that's that's our responsibility. Like that's part of the calling of, I think, picking up a pen and saying, I'm going to, you know, write some things out and share them with people. You, you're you're extending that you're 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 giving you're making the first move in that direction to connect you with the with your reader and um and, and in particular that's what we get excited about at the author's leverage i mean essentially we're saying hey we've got this book what else can we create from it that's going to bring a bigger and better connection between you and your reader and mm -hmm. we all know that having the knowledge is you know that that is important but knowledge without any action or application, that's that's our biggest challenge right now. So, you know, we're hoping to establish that <laughs> um, pretty strongly with, uh, you know, with, with just great work that is coming out in the world. Like, how can we bridge that bridge that gap? Absolutely. You know, because ultimately, you know, writing a book is, is an incredible adventure in and of itself. But I suspect that, that most of us as authors want to make a bigger impact than getting another book out there. You know, we want to to change the world in, in some way. And when we, in order for that to happen, there needs to be action that's involved in it. Not, and there's of course all the action that in, that's involved in the, the writing and the publishing process. Yeah. But there's also all the action that, that stems out from that, that I, you know, and when I hear about 
author's leverage, I think about, you know, that the the author and the and the book is part of that leverage, but you're you're mm -hmm. trying to to change something else. You're trying to, you know, move the world in some way. Yeah. Cause it's uh it's it's gold. I mean, look at what's happened with the scripts of movies, you know, uh, or sorry, the scripts that became movies, the books that became movies. I mean, um, now that the e-learning space is growing as much as it is, like think how many online courses have you signed up for? <laughs> you know, how many, mm. you know, how many things have we invested in to say, hey, I'm trying to get this result. Um, you know, and I I could go on YouTube, right? I could read a book. And I can also just pay this person to help me implement it. Like it's, that's just what I see is just a big, um, you know, a, a big pattern in how the author and the reader is able to come together. Absolutely, you know, and books are really powerful and and wonderful tools. And I, I've always loved reading. I've always had you know a stack of books beside my bed that I'm, you know, five or six books that I'm reading at any one time. And I tend to finish them too, so it's not just stacking up books. But, um, but it's in writing a book myself is that I I know that there's so much more than what's just in that book. I mean, a, a fifty thousand word book has an awful lot of information in it, but there's mm -hmm. so much more than than what's found between those covers. And when we allow ourselves to connect with our audience in order to help them to get to a better place by sharing ourselves, sharing our journey, sharing our knowledge, sharing our wisdom, sharing our heart, then so much more can be done than just what's contained within that book. Yeah. And I, you, so I know that in particular, you know, our, our topic today really was how publishing a book um, creates more of that, you know, what you've called that heartfelt abundance or the abundance of that, uh, of that, of that feeling, you know, of, of meaning. So um, when you talk about heartfelt abundance, how do you like, what does that mean? <laughs> so when I speak of heartfelt abundance, what I mean by that is two things. One, that you are quantifiably creating what it is that you want to be creating, whether that be money or relationships or, you know, more, I don't know, authors or speakers or, or whatever, but that there's something measurable about that and, and that you're creating it in an abundant way such that uh, the the profit that you get from that, and I mean profit not only from a financial sense, but also from a, a wider sense that, that the, the benefit you get from the process is more than the pain that, that goes into the process, mm. right? So there's that element of it, but there's also the, when I speak of heartfelt abundance, what I mean by it is also is it measurable emotionally? You know, are you in a better place emotionally because of the work that you've done? Are you, is your audience in a better place emotionally than they were because of the work that you've created? You know, mm -hmm. are, are you thriving? Or are you just, you know, either dreaming or, or succeeding in a quantifiable way, but your heart's not in it? Hmm. You know, it's, it's when we bring our heart and our mind together that we really get to that place of, of heartfelt abundance because hmm. what i'm hearing is that it's, it's a different it's a different type of impact to where it's not just something that's tangible let's say but that's you know actually felt you know from the from the core of the person absolutely you know and really my work is about you know elevating that type of impact that you know so oftentimes we we 
you know, ever since Descartes said, you know, to think is to, I am because I think, or, or something along those lines, I'm mm. butchering it right now, but, but, uh, but that idea that, you know, everything's rational and, and it's all, you know, what we know, there's a lot of value to that. But we're more than that. You know, we're, we are emotional creatures, we're social creatures, and we want to connect and we want to connect and not just a, a um, you know, check something off the list or meeting some kind of criteria, but we want to feel like we are heard and seen. Mm -hmm. And our, and that that is true for, for both sides of that relationship of the author and the audience. So we want to feel like, you know, there's a real connection there. There's not just, you know, this set of information, set of data. Mm. Mm, that's so true. You know, I'm. Uh, it's funny now that, and I've been having a number, number of conversations with different people about just uh, emotions and, you know, what it is just to be a human being and just, you know, really good conversations. And there's a series that had just came out and sometimes I can be a sucker for series. Um, it's also how I, it's like I distress, but then I'm also processing like information at the same time. So I just enjoy it in that format. Um, but anyway, there's this program on uh, Showtime called The Man Who Fell to Earth. And, mm -hmm. you know, it is sci-fi alien type stuff, but essentially this, this, alien from this other planet comes and really has no, in, in their planet, emotion isn't something that, you know, everything is logic there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even how they communicate and say, like he was leaving his kids on that planet and they hardly use words. They just use, you know, like it's just, everything is minimal effort wasted type, type of life. But anyway, he comes to planet earth and uh, the only way he's able to accomplish his mission, which is to save his planet is to, learn how to be a human being so that he can, you know, adapt and get people to help him. And that process and how he uh, just experiences emotion for himself was just extremely powerful. So, you know, related to the topic of just like feeling into the heart and what that means, like if you want to see that from someone who doesn't have it, and I know it's an alien, but still it's really powerful. Like it goes from that to actually him feeling emotion and understanding like just how, that's how we are, you know, and, and, and how much we need, like you said, to be heard, to be seen, to, you know, to know that we're worth something uh, from within ourselves, you know, it's, it's something else. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. What, what are, what are some of the ways that, um, you know, someone can establish more of that, you know, with their readers, how can they, you know, what do you recommend that they can do to make sure that connection is uh, strong and, you know, and growing? Sure. Well, part of it is, you know, we can't really share what we haven't experienced ourselves. And so part of connecting our hearts with our readers' hearts is connecting with our own hearts. You know, what are we doing in order to, to be emotionally healthy ourselves? And so some of the things, you know, some of the things that I do, and I'm not prescribing this, but, you know, I do yoga and meditation and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, lots of self-care and, and so forth and stuff that that lets me know that I matter to me, you mm -hmm. know, that, that I take time for myself and that I give myself the time that I need in order to be at my best. And when we do that for ourselves and we enable and empower other people to do that same as well. Mm -hmm. And when we mm -hmm. connect with ourselves and we have more to give to other people, but when we are kind of disconnected from who we are, right. then we can't really create those really meaningful, deep connections with other people because we, we haven't done the work that enables us to make that connection. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's really powerful advice. I mean, it, it just all starts starts from within us and what the relationship looks like within ourselves. And then it just extends out naturally to, you know, other people, you know, friends, family, and like, you know, our readers. I mean, it's, it's like this advice applies like across the board. Absolutely. You know, and the other part of that is, is recognizing that our experience is our experience. Yeah. You know, that, that I know what it's like to, to be Steph Garvin and I know what my perspective is on the world, mm-hmm. but I don't know what, you know, Parshel, you know, I don't know what your view of the world is unless I hear your perspective, yeah. you know, unless, unless I engage with you and, and find out, you know, what makes you tick, what, what makes your heart sing, um, you know, and, and so it's being curious as well and in, in finding out who is our audience mm-hmm. and not just writing you know one of the the central points that i've seen dozens of times with regards to writing is is writing to you know one person you know get to know who your audience is and and not just have them be some generic person but Mm -hmm. like really get to know who they are and then build a relationship with them through the writing Mm -hmm. that you do so you know spend some time with them and one of the best ways to do that i think is to like really literally spend some time with them you know have conversations with people you know have conversations with your people that that you're writing to what makes them tick what are their struggles what are their frustrations what are their hopes and dreams and and so forth and the more that we're able to do that the the better that we're able to communicate to them in a way that serves them and in return serves ourselves as well that's so powerful. I mean, some of the best uh, best books that I'm seeing come out now are ones that are doing, you know, what you just have laid out, you know, and on the back end, there's an opportunity to connect even further, right, after they've um, read the book. So I think it's just really powerful how, you know, these journeys are being created for for readers, you know, and you can you can find your your community, you can find a lot just in connecting uh, and, and just taking that next step from from what you've felt from the author. You know, it's 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 really, really powerful. So I know that you have your um, Sing Your Heart Song Summit coming up. So could you talk a little bit about that and well, what folks can expect if, you know, they're interested? Because um, this one's coming up pretty soon. But, um, you know, if you're doing any other ones, just, uh, yeah, fill us in on what you're up to. Sure. So we're holding the this will be our fourth Sing Your Heart Song Summit that we are hosting, and it does happen this time, July 19th through 21st. And just like we've done each of the other times, we bring around 21 presenters together to talk about how they brought their heart song into their work and as authors, speakers, and coaches. You know, and, and what does that mean? What does it mean to to have your heart song be integrated with your work so it's not just, you know, you're not just doing the work, but, but the heart's really in it. And one of the things that I find fascinating about it is with the dozens of different presenters that we've had is that everybody has a unique perspective as to what it means to bring their heart into their work. You know, that the, for me, bringing my heart song into my work is different than what it would be for you, Parshel, you know, and mm-hmm. it's different mm-hmm. for each of our listeners that, so, but there's also the, the connection of, you know, that, that it does take work in order to bring our heart into it, that we have to give ourselves the space and the time and the care in order for us to really connect and to relate from the heart. And so the, the summit is all about providing 
actionable steps that people can do in order to grow their business, to find their heart song, to value their heart song, and to share their heart song so that you know they can have the impact and the abundance that they desire in their lives. Hmm. That's powerful. And I, I love that you, <clears throat> you know, that song is the word that's used uh, to describe that because, uh, you know, just recently, actually this weekend kind of had a, this, this understanding of like what it means to really come from just music because music is both creativity and it is structure. You know, there's, there's laws, there's rules, you know, there's way things are orchestrated to work really well together to be in harmony. And, um, and and the thing that stuck to me the most is just you know what it means to also be a disciplined person in, in some respects because um, discipline for me I think of as just rhythm you know mm. and a lot of times our song is totally screwed up nobody can recognize our song we can't recognize the song because the the rhythm of our you know what we're doing on a daily basis is not consistent you know and you can't mm. identify what it is you're doing so um, that for me was just uh, you know a big just reminder, you know, of the importance of just uh, discipline, which honestly, you know, it's just doing what you say you want to do. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Like, yeah, like yeah. what I say I want to do and what I want to see happen, uh, I want to do it. But, you know, of course, the process and getting there is another story of like just um, breaking patterns, you know, like otherwise you'd already be doing it anyway. It's like a. I love that analogy, though that that connection that you made between discipline and and rhythm and and heart song, you know that um, that for a piece of music to to really be a piece of music, that there is a certain amount of discipline that comes to it. There's yeah, a, a, structure, that each yeah. heart song has a a certain structure to it, and that you know when we get in tune with that, then it, then it's easy or to, to reproduce that, you know, to share with other people, you know, to, um, you know, share how what, on an MP4 or on the stage or, mm -hmm. you know, in mm -hmm. the living room or whatever. Yeah. And the other thing that's really cool about it is, you know, think of your favorite song and just the impact that it has when you just hear the, even just the first couple of notes that, I mean, it, it totally changes my physiology. It, oh, hundred percent. You know, it's just like, wow, okay, there's my song and, and it has so much <laughs> meaning to it, right? Yes, yes, it really does. I actually just came across a, a song like that recently that I heard it and I'm like, yep, this is my new song for, I don't know how long. How cool is but, that? Uh, yeah, it's called The Light by Common. So yeah, that okay. is just uh, it's such, such a good song. So anyway, um, this has been great. Check that out. Man. <laughs> yeah, I wish I, I wish I could cue it up right now. I'd play it. Um, but yeah, this was this was great. I, I really appreciate your you know you sharing and uh, coming on today. So um, as we start to wrap up, I definitely want people to know where they can uh, get in touch with you and what you what what you have going on, and um, you know, and also any other last words that you have. And then after you say that, I got one more question for you. Okay. Well, the the place to connect with me with what's going on right now is particularly the Sing Your Heart Song Summit, which you can find at singyourheartsongsummit.com. And, you know, I'll, that's a big part of who I am and, and what I do. Uh, I'm also on social media. You can usually find me around. The, my username is typically Gifts into Gold. 
Um, I'm most frequently on Facebook and have a Facebook group and so forth. But, you know, just reach out and, uh, you know, I'd love to hear what makes your heart sing. Yes, yes, beautiful. And uh, and thanks again, Steph, for being here. Once we wrap up, I um, uh, we're definitely going to connect afterwards. But um, the the last question I have, I, I asked this to, I've been asking this, um, and that is, what is your one word? If you have one word to project um, out to the world, that is your message. Um, what is that word? Well, my one word is, gosh. I could actually give you a couple of words, but I, the, the, the question is one word. My one word is dignity. And that what I mean by that is that each of us has a heart song that, you know, deserves dignity, you know, both from ourselves as well as from others around us. And when we share our heart song and hear other people share their heart songs, let's all, um, you know, hear it and express it from a place of dignity and jam out <laughs> to jam out together on this amazing music right that's right <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah this is great steph thanks for uh for you know for the conversation and uh and doing what you're doing out in the world and just want to acknowledge that uh you know that we need more of this you know just coming from a a pure and, and honest place and you know wanting to see a difference in the world from it so Thank you, thank you for all you do. Absolutely, my pleasure, thank you. Yeah, and uh, for those tuning in, thanks again for um, for being here and being a part of this conversation. I really enjoy talking to people like Steph. This is so good. So I do want to let you know as well, if you're an author or you're an aspiring author, maybe you're working on something, I've just developed a quiz called the Book to Course Scorecard Quiz. and Essentially, it's going to give you a score and help you know um, and answer the question that we get a lot. Should I turn my book into a course? Is this something that makes sense for me? Um, it's a really short quiz I put together. It kind of looks at your book, your concept from a number of different angles. So that way you can make a, a calculated decision about what makes sense for you. So that's a free tool we just developed. Um, and you can uh, access that at theauthorsleverage.com. Um, but thanks again for tuning in. Uh, and if you know anybody that you think should be uh, on the podcast, or um, if you want to learn more about what we're doing, just reach out to us with the author's leverage. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the author's leverage. You can subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, do me a favor. If you found this helpful, leave us a review and share this episode with someone it could help along their journey check out more resources, visit theauthorsleverage.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, 